Welcome to the Souls of Society community. We're building the new world here. It's based on connection, compassion, and collaboration. Join us as we explore how to create a new earth. Enjoy the Heart Center conversation. I'm Dijon. Welcome to the tribe. Bless. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm great. It's good to have you here. I met Patel at the Hillcrest Farmer's Market in San Diego, and she was working at a booth like a healing booth. I think you were the first person I saw of you and who and Drea. I was Drea the first person. I don't remember. I don't remember either, but it was three very high vibrational beings that mm-hmm. I connected with at the farmer's market. And Patel was one of those beings and we've since become friends and she's a, a fun, insightful, honest, kind person. And we were talking about something spiritual the other day and she started breaking down the Torah for me and, and she like <laughs> went into this really interesting dimension and I could tell there's a lot of like wisdom and, and knowledge. So I wanted a chance to talk to her more. And at the same time, I asked her to be, if she wanted to do a podcast, she was like, I feel like I'm ready to tell my story. Mm-hmm. So looks like we're gonna get a lot of awesome stuff today. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, first of all, where are you from? I was born in Israel, Mm -hmm. and I grew up there, and I moved to the States five years ago Mm. when I was 22, by myself, (laughs) Um, yeah, I just felt like I need to get away and find some answers and God directed me here, first to the East Coast. And long story short, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're here for the long story long. So what questions were you having that prompted you to come to America? Um, Wow, okay, so first of all, since I remember myself as a teenager, I always had the deepest questions to ask everybody. Teachers, parents, friends, just anyone I knew. I was questioning everything. And I started to, as I um, matured from from a teenager to a young lady, I, within myself, within my heart, I started to understand that there is something missing. There's something that, you know, nobody's really telling or either nobody really knows. So I, I decided to, to take that, um, that trip of uh, the hero's journey. Hmm. and just go 
go along with faith to find the answers. And the questions were the fundamental questions of every human being. Um, who are we? Why are we here? What made us who we are? What's the purpose of us, of all of it? What is God? What's the universe? And so on and so on. Mm. And my journey started in, in Israel. My journey started in the Middle East as I was a part of um, self-development group. We, we had some sort of um, an event going on for five days and they were scratching the tip of the iceberg for me. And from there I, I realized that it's time to, to take my backpack and just go on and explore the world. Hmm. And Spirit, God, the universe sent me here. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, what was your life in Israel like? Because you, when you were expounding upon the Torah and all the things you were like sharing that night, it felt really like deep and profound. And I'm wondering if you got that wisdom from you know your culture and where you grew up. Part of it. So, yes, I grew up Jewish. So all the tradition, all the holidays, the language, and just everything around it. And it does, it does have some base of understanding. Um, and, but I could not really find the answers. And that was just, I know that it feels home for me because that's how I grew up. But also there are some things that are just half truth and I had to dig in deeper because from when I was looking on the texts and reading the prayers and all of that and just participating in, in the um, religion practices, we'll say, I felt like that there, there are not saying all of it like there is some parts that are missing and then I felt compelled to go and do my own research and find out more um, I don't remember what I told you about the Torah can you remind me I don't remember exactly what was it that well, I was talking about I don't remember specifically what it was either but I know we were just talking about holy books in the Bible and certain ways the Bible communicated information and you were like, well, the Bible speaks in, you know, like parables and metaphors and and then you started explaining some of those and you were like, this is from the Torah and then you were explaining something. Um, And then we also did some chanting Mm -hmm. and we looked up that video with uh, the really holy like phrase. Oh, okay, now I remember, yeah. Yeah. It was when... um Basically, well, this is, this is so much more than just like the Torah and stuff because 
the Torah is just a book of um, rules, we can say, or guidelines, or just like a, it's it's a map. It's a map for how to live life on the closest way to the divine. And we can say that the the the, the other books like the Quran or the New um, Testament or the Bhagavad Gita, if I say it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, these are all also like guidelines. But the beauty that I found within the Torah is that they are written in codes. So everything is encoded in the book. And when you read it in, in the language that it was written, which is Hebrew, and then if we go even farther, it was Aramaic, then we get the codes. Basically, the, the entire world was created with those codes. So everything that we, like we read that on that day, God created the water and then separated the earth and the water and then created the animals and the animals on the land and the animals um, in the ocean. All of these are movements inside our consciousness. It's like waves. So the story of creation is the story of the creation of consciousness inside of men. Okay, mankind. Because part of the questions that I ask myself is if God, if we all agree, and I hope that we are all agreeing, (laughs) that God is one and that oneness is an intelligent, the know-it-all, why does that oneness needs to tell the story of how it created the world? What's the purpose of it, right? Because we have part of God inside of us as, as souls, as spirits. We have it inside of us. So if we have it inside of us, we already know. Then why do we need to know the story of how the world was created. And then I was basically diving in more deeper and deeper to the knowledge and I found out that the story of creation of the world is the story of the consciousness of men which created the world outside of us because the physical world is a hologram. It's all of it is just like neurons and electrons just jumping into each other, bumping into each other, and they're creating a solid um, matter that we can touch. But it's all reflection from the consciousness. It's an idea that is coming from within, from a belief, from a movement, from a wave of light and sound that creates that picture in front of us. Like you see me and I see you, but we're just vibrating. We're just like lights moving up and down and sideways and all of that. So, yeah, and then I wanted to know more because it was just the beginning. And if all of it is just our consciousness reflecting outside what's going on inside of us, then we all have to ask ourselves, what is it then? Right? I 
think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you've been going deep, huh? I well, <laughs> I started very deep. I did. Um it's just it's just like really who I am. And before before I came in today and also kind of like yesterday, I was really um, taking some time with myself and asking myself, like, what do I want to bring out? What do I want to present? And um, I just, I feel like whatever is going to come out, I'm just going to let it, let it happen. And I know that all these questions and, like, it, the depth of it is endless. Like, I can ask. Um, chain of questions that are gonna at the end lead to a simple answer and it can freak out some people <laughs> but I understand because hey this is just me and this is how I get the answers some people draw some people sing some people do different art to find their answers within a question hmm. and I think it's very healthy because um, in this time and age that we live in we are taught to stay quiet and just accept whatever we've been told. And I don't think that this is, it, it's not right and it's not okay for the evolution of humanity as well, not just like as an individual people. And that creates, um, it's basically the whole, you know, idea of controlling people or consciousness, controlling the consciousness. So that the, the truth or the questions or the answers are not going to be revealed. And we're going to think that all of it is just um, all what we see is just what, what it is and that's it. But there is so much more than that. And yeah. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. <laughs> and I'm curious about your human experience. Like, were you born with this viewpoint and kind of being this way or did someone have an influence on you that helped you like unlock your mind or, or step out of the mainstream way of experiencing? Hmm. Um, well, I was born uh, in a, well, my family is very, um, they are, conservative and they they're very connected to religion and religious practices which I accept and I love very much and when I choose to participate in it I get a lot of joy when it's right in my heart to do so um, but honestly I always felt like everybody's just like sleeping around me I always felt like there is so much more and that that like I need to ask more and know more and it wasn't really anyone that had an influence on me it's more I attracted those kind of individuals to come to my life to provide answers and experiences and lessons 
So I would say that I was, I think that I just found that spark of, you know, the hero's journey in my heart, in my, in my essence. Mm. And that what's driving me to move on forward and just receive and accept the answers in any ways that they're coming. Mm. So I think that's what it is. What do you like to do when you were little for like play? Oh, wow, I was, <laughs> I was a wild little princess. I played with everything. I had to just try out everything and see what I like. I, I really liked um, all type of toys. I, play, I had like boy toys. And I had like girls toys and like Barbies and stuff and you know, and like little animals and then cars and things. And um, I loved dancing. I was, I was moving and dancing a lot and running and jumping and just like my expression as a young, as a little girl was movement most, most of the time. Mm. And I, I was asking myself if this is because I was also, um, you know, fed sugar when I was young. <laughs> because, you know, we all, like, as children, we all got this time that we know, you know, when we were like, we just got treated, grandma was coming and she was giving us some candy and stuff. So I don't know if that was what making me, like, running all over the place or it's just, I think that I just had, like, really ton of energy in me and I just turned into the um, battery bunny that just like run and do and move all the time. Mm -hmm. But when I was in dancing classes and just like participating with a group, I was more like calm and I felt that I'm being expressed and heard in my own way. So yeah, that, that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can picture that. <laughs> did you have any? Do you have any siblings? Yes. What What are they? I have a younger brother. He just turned twenty, hmm. and I have a, an older sister, and she's gonna turn thirty-two in a couple of days. And you are how old? And I'm twenty-seven. Okay. So I'm the sandwich. Right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, they say twenty-seven is like your Saturn return. Have you heard of that term? No. It's like related to astrology. Okay. So you know how the planets are all in a specific position when you're born? Yes. Like the sun is, like what's, what's your sun sign? I'm a Leo. Okay, so the sun was in Leo when you were born. Yes. And then Saturn was also at a specific point. Uh -huh. Let's say it's, you know, here. And then it takes 27 to 29 years for it to go around and come back to where it was when you were born. And that is your Saturn return. Oh. So all the different celestial bodies represent something in our experience. And Saturn is supposed to be the planet of almost like discipline. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, like a challenging yeah, planet. Yeah. So Ambition. Yeah, so the idea of it is like, until your first Saturn return, you're learning 
what it is to be like in this realm because mm-hmm. you've like never done things before right you've never uh drank an alcohol because you, you don't know what happens afterwards you know or you've never been in a relationship so you don't know what certain behaviors are but after you do those things you start to have some context for like what life on earth is actually like okay so in that 27 to 29 period when your saturn is returning it's like kind of an energetic kind of like hold you know to be like okay you're about to move into the phase of your life where you're living by choice and not by not knowing because you already know now like you know okay right so you at least have some sort of energetic reference point for the decisions you'll be making in the future Mm -hmm. so before you move into like the second act of your life which is a more powerful one because you're it's it's demanding more consciousness Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of checks you with like where you're at. So it's like, are you in alignment? You know, like these things that you're holding on to, should they go through to the next part? And if it feels heavy, something you're holding on to, then like maybe you look at it and like ask yourself, does it feel in alignment to continue, you know, in relationship to whatever that thing is in your life? And just to get that like clarity. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I've heard um, that the age twenty seven it's a it's like a very important point in life, and um, it's like time for reflection and also lots of self realizations about ourselves and exactly what you said like where we're heading to. So. I definitely, I do feel like different, mm. not just age-wise, like number, but within within myself and with my values and my beliefs that they have changed and formed into something else that is more that is more um, mature to say. Mm. So. Yeah, it's very interesting because like at the same time, I'm also coming back to my inner child. So it's not that I'm like, you know, evolving and progressing and growing, but aging and olding at the same time. No, I actually feel like younger, you know, I feel inside of me that I'm more in touch with my inner child, with that part of me that all he wants is just like, you know, to just share and be happy and and share love and be loved. I really do feel like that. And I think that that's the point, like that's the age we can say, where these two are coming into alignment and then from there we are moving forward and taking, you know, the next step in in life, in any, any in anything, basically in any any situation. It can be relationship, it can be business, it can be career can be family just anything mm-hmm. yeah yeah i feel you okay so you were saying that you're changing and you notice that and what's the most profound change you've noticed about your life in the past year hmm. okay just give me a second to recenter on that <laughs> Um, wow, 
I actually, the biggest change, or I can say also like it came in the form of an answer, is my purpose, is why I'm here, what am I doing here, what's the, you know, why was I sent here to earth? And when I, when I got the answer, I was just like, you know, in so much like liberation and happiness that it came because we are all searching for that. And sometimes it can take years. And yes, it did take me years. And for some people, it take longer than that. For some people, they just, you know, they just know. But when you get that message come to you and when it touches your heart, you just feel like you, like you have the knowing, you know. And when you have the knowing, then it's easier to move around with life. So I think that that changed my perspective tremendously, like on everything, on what I see in other people, what I see within myself. And um, it's just, yeah, I would say that it's more like perspective, like mm -hmm. the way I view myself the way I view others, and then also my purpose in life, like what I've, came, what I've come here to do and how to do that. And and I would love to, sh to hear if you're willing to share. Okay. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's, pretty much, um, that's pretty much a big one because we, when we go on that hero's journey and then we we say we say so okay we decide to take the step forward and find the answers and go explore the world we sometimes don't take into consideration how we would be accepting the messages that are coming to us you know the answers that are that are coming to us and when like you know when i was going through those phases of you know of life and and just moving around and changing and meeting new people and you know studying and learning and growing in either in school or just experiences of life i i have never expected that the the answer or the message is going to be so big like really so huge that I need to figure out like how to you know how to participate in it and how to carry that too how to bring it forward so um well I'm gonna I'm just gonna go to the story and we'll see if we can find the I'm sure that we can find the the jewel in it <laughs> so we're talking about um, my experience in Israel and how was I exposed into you know that state of mind and I've said that uh, I was part of the self-development group which I was at the time and we had um, a workshop going on with a group of people like 20 or 30 strangers that we don't know 
and we come in that day for five we come in for a week for five days basically and each day we're going through some um, exercises and practices with each other and with ourselves that are peeling um, um, things that are not serving in our personalities and when when I got to when we got to the last day it was basically the day where we made an agreement with ourselves and we were directed to go to to the wall to the board and just write down what is the agreement that we're having with ourselves and in two words so no symbols like no it cannot be like a sentence it's just two words that represents the the con the the contract that we're having with ourselves and and then we were giving like some time to figure it out um we were sitting all of us like 30 people in a group in like in a circle and we were called like one by one when we we're ready to go to the wall and just write the the, the message that is coming to us so there were like two or three people going to the wall and they were just like not getting it they were like drawing symbols or just like writing a whole story and then the instructor were like okay you need to go back to your chair and think about and meditate on it more and then um, I raised my hand and he chose me and I walked to the board and I took the um, I took the pen and I wrote I love and that's it just I love and the second that I wrote I love everybody got up on their feet and they were just running towards me they were grabbing my legs my my arms my body and just lifting me up and kind of like laying me down like when like flying and this is basically when I got my first out-of-body experience vision experience in age 20 in my life and then I had a flash that I see myself um, standing on a balcony and then in front of me I see I see mountains and I see the beach and I see just people and children and and like dogs just playing and running around but it wasn't the scenario it was more the feeling I was free and when I when you know there was music playing in the background and then they got me back and I just felt like I have landed from a different galaxy just like that and they they basically um, they were moving on with the practices and then I had to you know um, just figure it out myself and I've asked some people if they had any experience like that and it was it was crystal clear that I was the only one that I had such an odd experience and people were like well maybe you imagine that you know maybe it's just um <laughs> it's just it was just uh your imagination or you know it was a dream or like you know all this stuff and I'm like I know what I've seen and that was my calling to come to the states fast forward um August 
of 2019, just a couple months ago. My friend came to visit me from Israel and we both, we took a flight and we, um, we went to Hawaii. And then she, she insists to go on a hike and it's like already, you know, it's getting late and the hike, it was like close to the public and there are like signs everywhere. It's, it's forbidden to pass this point, like you cannot walk. And, you know, we, we were taking the chance and we said, okay, fine, we're gonna climb all the way up to the top of the mountain and we're just gonna, cause it's like the place to view the whole island um, and we just like took that walk and it was like a hike of an hour and a half all the way to the top of the mountain and we got to the top of the mountain and I remember we were holding hands and the whole hike like you could see the view but you you couldn't really see everything because the trees and the mountain were like hiding it but when we got to the peak then we were holding hands and then she was telling me Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take, the, we're gonna, I want us like to, to take the view, to, to see it together. So we closed our eyes and then we just took like a step forward and then she counted three, two, one, and then we opened our eyes and then we just saw this, this picture that it's, I, I, I don't know how something like that can be created. My imagination cannot even imagine such scenario like that of what I've seen. I've seen the edge of the, of the earth. I've seen that, like, you know, that the, the earth is a circle, is like, is a, is a circle and it's, um, um, it's a globe. So I could see the, the edge of it, of the sky with the ocean and like I could see the ocean just like endless, just going with, with no end and merging with the sky together. And that created just like, a, like, a, you, like you're looking into a light blue wall that has no separation. And the aura of it was beautiful. It was the mountains and then we lo I look down and it's like all the palm trees and it's like view from like the airplane and then all around me and it's so peaceful and I'm sitting there and I remember I fell on my knees and I started crying because first of all I haven't seen something like that in my life and then I felt so blessed to be present like I realized that I'm present in the hand of God, like that, in the creation is just hugging me. And then it clicked and it just, it just dropped into my, through my crown chakra to my head and start rolling around. And now I had, I needed time to process all of that, but basically all of it came, is just in seconds. And the whole purpose, of what I'm doing here just came to me through me and I realized it was so clear that I'm here to lead by example and that's the point where I fell on my knees and I started crying because I received the answer but I didn't know how big it is how much of responsibilities I have on me 
you know, with that purpose, with that mission. And, and I just needed some time for myself to process that. And I think that I'm still like going through that because every day since that experience happened, I am evolving and growing and learning and accepting and becoming more comfortable even in a session like that. Um, like I told you, I don't mind being exposed, but I wasn't like that before. I minded very much to be, you know, in public or to speak or to say what I have to say or to, to dance or sing or express myself in any way. And I feel like I've come to a point that it's just, I feel that those things are not serving me anymore, you know? I'm just in a place that I am who I am and that's all I can be. And, and that's it. Like, that's it. Even saying, you know, if people accept it, if people not, if, you know, all of these things that people say, oh, this is who I am and whoever that is not comfortable with that can go his own way. I don't even have the need to express that because I know that I'm not going to attract situations like that because I am, I am who I am and that's all I can be. And through me being who I am, I am leading by example. However, the decision of saying now I'm becoming, now I am who I am, this is basically where your world just collapses, where you don't know anything anymore and you have to rebuild yourself by yourself the way that you are guided with so much trust and love in your heart and from here I feel like this is a place that we have to you know process things but also move from that place as soon as possible because it can distract us a lot and we're taking away from the message or from the purpose that was coming so i am here to inspire anyone that feels or think or says or basically anything that they don't know themselves that they they have lost themselves and i think that i could be very much the example of how to find yourself and 
recreate yourself after losing yourself because when I ask myself those questions and I wanted to know like how to find myself the voice inside of me said you will find yourself where you lost yourself and that's the hero's journey because we are coming back to the same point of where we started but different <laughs> hmm. thank you mm -hmm. what a beautiful share Thank you. You know, to be honest, I don't want to ask you any more questions because I felt like what you just shared was like so rich <laughs> and like dense that I want to give myself time to process it. Yeah. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed that episode. This is what we're all about at Souls of Society. If you feel inspired right now, share this with one of your friends. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And most importantly, embody your soul by living in your heart. It's our time. It's our time for harmony, togetherness, and peace. Much love.